What is up, everybody? You are listening to Suds Buds, the show where good buds talk good suds with the wonderful workers of the beer industry. As always, I'm here in studio with co-host of the show, Mr. Dustin Stelton. I got nothing exciting for you this week. What's up, buddy? I'm too enthralled by this already. Yeah, what do you got in your hand? What are we drinking this week? We're uh, we're kicking off the pregame show real quick. Yeah, pregame show real quick and with a real special beer, by the way. We've been kind of uh we've been sitting on this little bad boy for quite a while. Real special release I have in my hands right now. Um shout out to our friend Julian over at Tin Whiskers. He was nice enough to give us a bottle of their bourbon barrel aged birthday cake imperial pastry stout coming in at 11% ABV and uh yeah this one is a doozy of a beer real uh real heavy right off the front now I'm digging it so far I got kind of burnt out on stouts for a while but this is uh this is a nice refreshing change of pace I'm feeling it's a big beer and it's it's a big boy beer that's for sure wasn't it last week that we started off with a really like sweet stout too, or is it maybe the week before we had that banana beer? Um, I want to say that was the week we had Ben on. Yeah, that, that was the week right, we had Ben yep. on because uh, we had that entitled or untitled, excuse me, uh, Imperial Banana Stout. Kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Did we have that for the pre-pre game or the pre-game? I think the pre-pre game. The pre-pre game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we drank it off 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 mic and then reviewed it. But yeah, um yeah, this is kind of giving me similar vibes of that beer. For um, sure. Less banana. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> no, no banana, no banana in this cake. Dude, um, crazy though right away. Like that nose is just a rich sweet milk chocolate. Like that that's like my ideal candy chocolate flavor i'm getting right on the nose yeah chocolate cake on the nose yeah for sure um it's not as sweet as i was anticipating off that nose though i would have expected a bigger punch like when we had that uh um that barrel theory stout the coconut one remember just how like overbearingly sweet that was i was a little bit of expecting that one yeah with that sort of sweetness to translate into this but no this is this isn't bad yeah, it's a lot boozier than that coconut one that we had uh, early in for the sure. season for sure. But it's, yeah, this one's a doozy. Um, shout out to Julian, like you said, uh, friend of the show and one of our earliest guests too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been sitting on this one for a few months now. Um, we kind of like you, uh, we've mentioned before, we have like this accumulation of uh, beers that friends and coworkers and whatnot have given us. And we're like, mm-hmm. hey, you should drink this on the show. Right. And that's really cool. It's one of the coolest reasons we get to do this. But uh, this is one we've been saving for uh, a special occasion. And I thought today would be perfect because we've talked a lot about recording on some super hot days where it's like 100 plus degrees mm. in here. Yeah. And today I'm looking at you and you look like you're ready to go dive headfirst into a snowbank, man. Dude, I have 17 layers on right now I, I woke up and i made the mistake of leaving my window cracked in my basement and i my bedroom's in the basement and i woke up and it was like 40 degrees outside and it oh, just, man. this was a gigantic mistake like i love like right around 40 60 degrees is usually my hot spot of like where i love for a temperature but not when you just jump head first into it i need i need to ease into it a little bit 
you know you got to get acclimated and i feel yeah. like autumn just kind of smacked us in the face this week i love i love fall it's one of my favorite yeah. times of the year but it is uh, my favorite time of the year yeah um we didn't really get much of a warning like i feel like i was laying in my backyard in front of my garden catching yeah. some sun like a week ago hopefully that just means we have a long fall i hope so the longer i can have fall weather the happier i'll be just because there's something about thanksgiving there's something about halloween it's always just like a really good feel good time for me yeah and i mean there's i feel like there's a lot of good like socially distance activities that lend themselves to to fall i guess i never thought about that i mean Mm -hmm. trick-or-treating is going to be i think next this year for sure that's not going to happen adult trick-or-treating dressing up in a costume and going out to a bar gone not gonna happen but i mean orchards um great activity yeah you can go to a pumpkin patch you can go to like the saint john's i always try to get up there during the fall time did not make it last year but uh is that you humble bragging about you having a girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) i gotta do it this year i gotta do it this year um it's a great place to go like for anyone just by yourself i mean they've got a beautiful arboretum just to to go walk around would highly recommend you know grabbing the thermos filling it up with some hot cider and walking around checking out the colors seeing some wild turkeys man dude my roommate's girlfriend she uh she brought out the old pumpkin spice candle this weekend that i couldn't have been happier so start dude pumpkins i know so many people take a crap on pumpkin spice but i love it i love it I do too. I think, yeah, for sure. It's a great scent. Uh, it's a staple pump- scent. We're, we're drinking a birthday cake beer, which I mean, birthday cake is great, but I'm more of a pie guy and it's hard to beat a pumpkin pie. It's true. I would have to agree. Did you find yourself evolving into a pie guy? Were you more of a, a cake guy growing up? Never was a huge cake guy unless it was like a carrot cake or a cheesecake. Oh, but, you know, those were my... Cake. Those are the ones I think for like my little birthdays it was like ice cream you know, cake. The, the Dairy Queen ice cream cake, yeah. yeah Till I was like ten. And then I would just be like, Mom, can you just like bake me a cake? And she'd usually, you know it was fun because cooking as a family was a big thing. So I'd yeah. make my cake with my mom, you know, make a cheesecake or a carrot cake and Oh, dude, your mom's got the recipes, I bet. She's great. She's great. Maybe we'll uh we'll have a, a nice dessert beer sometime and I'll bring home some uh some Mama Ginny carrot cake. That would be sweet. We should do like our own little ABR autumn beer review where we pair beers with pies. That would be great. I think, you know, this is going to be the third week that we've drinking an Oktoberfest beer. Yeah, I mean, tis the season. Up. But so I was thinking earlier today about doing an Oktoberfest beer showcase, but I kind of like your idea of just doing a pair uh, with a pie. What was that? Pair it with a pie. Pair it with a pie. Yeah, doing a little autumn review. I love that idea. Speaking of pie, and I don't know why my mind took me here, but I got absolutely jiffed when I went to Kowalski's today to get lunch. I went in, got my standard order, half pint of tuna salad, and then a uh, buffalo chicken panini. They gave me some weird like pizza mozzarella panini instead. And it had the buffalo chicken label on it. And I was just like, what happened here? Where in the process did this get messed up? Was it at least good? Uh, I mean, the buffalo chicken panini is like an 8.7. Yeah. And then the pepperoni pseudo pizza panini is like 6.2. So, I mean, it was still oh, man, like... That's a bummer. It was still edible. 
But like those last couple bites, I was like, man, I really wish this was a buffalo chicken panini. But we made it up for it later in the day because we got a, uh, it's like a buffalo cheeseburger. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Some good food on the road today then. Got to get the protons in. What else have been going on with you today? Any other interesting uh, stuff on the road? No, nah, man. Pretty standard day. Pretty standard day out there. Just real cold. Filling accounts with our beer. But, uh... <laughs> real cold. You make it sound brutal, but is it even below 50? Yeah, it was like 40-something today. Oh, man. Still, not real cold. Just wait a couple months left. Hey, for Minnesota standards, not super cold. Yeah. I realize once we rough. hit, like, January, February, this is going to be, like, t-shirt weather for us. Yeah. That's just how insane we are in Minnesota, but, you know. I'm scared of this winter. <laughs> let's Did, let's bring it back to something less ominous. How about this uh this this fantastic <laughs> Yeah. You're not kidding. Um I just thought this would be a good beer for today being that is, you know, uh, kind of a nice crisp fall day. Right. Um, and I know the brewers like to give well, in particular me shit about this cuz I on one episode I said something about how they were drinking stouts in like 90 degree weather. Um surprised to see them not drinking anything dark today. Just going to point that out there. Your guys is, I know you're going to listen to this. It confuses me. Can we be seasonal? Can we figure this out? I, I, I disagree. I think. God, they're going to love that. You know, I've said it before. Like there's a beer for everybody. So I think, you know, uh, drink whatever beer you like, whatever time of the season you want. Like if you want a, a dark beer on a hot day. Your thing. If you want to sit outside ice fishing and drink like a a, a Mick Ultra or yeah. like a Shandy, you know, more more power to you. I'm You're not much more pragmatic it. and reasonable <laughs> than I am. I'm very like my mind recognizes patterns and consistency. And if I don't, if my brain doesn't see consistency, it just things start to short circuit. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna help break some of those dust and patterns on this show. We're gonna be drinking hams in a few weeks. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna start loving hams. That's gonna be the pregame brew, just a shotgun of hams every day. You're gonna be bringing like barrel aged stouts in here to review on the show. It's gonna be barrel aged hams. Yeah, you're gonna be a West Coast IPA guy. It's gonna be. We're breaking be... the mold. We're <laughs> redefining what it made. means to be a dusty. Maybe that's what season two will be all about, corrupting <laughs> you. <laughs> this entire show is just one big intervention for me. Well, that's that's not what I set out to do, but I guess if it turns into that, we can't really pump the brakes. It's inevitable. So what are you thinking about this one? Uh, I see you've almost uh, hit the bottom of the glass. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's... To bring this into a more macro level and to zoom out on the timeline that is my beer life, it's been a little weird for me watching all the phases and transitions. Started off... Real big with sours. I'm still into sours. Started off real big into like stouts and porters. Drifting away from that a little bit. I'm uh, I'm starting to appreciate a lot of the subtle complexities in them, but so many of them are just starting to like mesh together. A little bit, I guess I would say. Like, a lot of them are just tasting similar, and I don't know. Maybe I just need to take a break on the stouts and porters and come back to it in a little while. It's uh, It hasn't been a style I've been really 
setting out to try as of recently. But who knows? Weather's changing. Get a little bit colder. It's getting into that time of season where I think I might be enjoying it. What do you think is going to be the next Dusty style? Oh, man, dude. I don't even know what I'm going to do tomorrow. So (laughs) I can't tell you. My life is a wild one. I think that's why we're like kind of a nice uh, yin and yang uh, together here is because uh, I agree. And I, I mean this in the best way. It's why I saw you out as, you know, you uh, you're a little more impulsive than me. And I feel like it's what makes you like it's what makes you uh, a goofy, you know. Yeah. No, I character. D- Dusty wouldn't be Dusty if he wasn't uh, impulsive. A little abrasive and brash sometimes, but full of love nonetheless. Hundred percent. And uh, yeah, it's taking the good times with the bad. <laughs> well, we love you, man, and I'm glad uh, we get to do this show every week. But uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I uh, I'm empty here, so that's that's not a bad sign. I it is not a bad sign, but I don't think I'm going to be re-reaching for the bottle. I don't think so either. It's worth noting this is a 750 wax dipped bottle that uh, excellent presentation, might I add. Excellent, excellent presentation. It had like a, a purple wax dip with like the classic uh, Homer Simpson like sprinkles pink donut look to it. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. I forgot all about that. that. That was like the first thing I saw when I thought it was like that classic. Like uh, I think it's like the Dunkin' Donuts maybe that does the yeah. cake donut with the pink frosting and the yeah. rainbow sprinkles wasn't that the cover of the simpsons movie where it was like the simpsons and then above them was the simpsons logo and then a donut a half eaten like pastry purple donut Ooh, i think it was i think i can picture that box art right now oh what a movie that one was yeah i mean this this beer came in a really cool bottle i will say i'm not gonna dock points for it but pain in the ass to open and that's just wax it is just wax and i think there was maybe supposed to be like a little tab on there maybe not but like we had uh shout out to sam producer of the show do some uh, surgery he saw me in the kitchen fumbling with it and next thing i know he's <laughs> i got a hot knife and he's melting the top of it but we got it open and the flavor uh flavor was not compromised so uh yeah held, held up held really up well yeah, I mean, a, a beer like this should be able to, uh, it, it should be very... Stand the test of time. Yeah, it's sellerable. Um, Dude, did you see they're coming out with Darkness already? Oh, man. Yeah, I saw Darkness, like, on shelves today. It was crazy. Crazy. Surly Darkness, might I add, for those of you that are not privy to the Minnesota craft uh, beer scene, Surly Darkness is kind of one of those big year-round beers where it's like it's kind of anticipated. It's like a, a yearly Imperial Russian stout. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this is also this birthday cake beer. I think I agree. We're going to have to cap it for now and put the cap on the 750 because it's, we got a show to do. We do have a show to do and there's another doozy of a beer coming up, I believe, right? We got a, we got one pretty high ABV lined up, so we got to take it easy for a little bit. We've got three more beers, uh, from three different breweries that we're going to do on the show, uh, coming up very soon. And one of them is a Belgian double. So it's going to be fun. A um, couple of these are, are new ones to me. Actually, all three of them are, as a matter of fact. Um, and yeah, it's. it's it, I think it's going to be a wild one today. I I hope so. It's going to be different. It's going to be different. Um, yeah, I, I think without further ado, it's time to get into it. So uh, let's crack open this conversation. Right on. What do we got today, E-Man? 
On today's show, we're going to be talking with uh, the owners of a food truck. Uh, Yes, first time that we're going to be speaking with people that do not directly work at a brewery. But hey, don't get me wrong. These people are still very much a part of the industry because their food truck, one of their key ingredients they use in all their dishes is beer. Can't wait to talk to Greg and Jamie Miller of Fused Craft Brews. Excuse me. <laughs> Dustin, you want to say it? Uh, <laughs> it's, God, now your tongue twisting me. Fused Craft Brewed Eats. Bingo. There we go. Coming up right now. Let it rip. What do we got today? All right. Coming up next, we're going to be speaking with Greg and Jamie Miller of Fused Craft Brewed Eats, the awesome food truck that uses beer as one of their special ingredients. All that and more coming up on this next episode of Suds Buds. Hey, Eric, guess what we forgot to do? Uh, yes, yeah, so we kind of forgot to review the beer that we were drinking. Kind of so our, our own thing. That yeah, like a staple part of the show, something that we do consistently. <sighs> I put that one on me. I put that one on me. I sidetracked the conversation. I don't know, man. I was the one to notice it. I, I, I take responsibility for that. What? I'm I'm like feeling real dumb right now about this one. This is like my first beer of the day. I have had like five ounces of it and I'm forgetting staple segments of the show. I'm telling you, dude, our body is just acclimating to things around us. It's using too much brain power. We'll be okay. What do we got? Man, I don't know. This was a this is a tough one. It's it I'll start off by saying great day for this beer. Um, yeah, huge, big, boozy, sweet stouts. I know we kind of uh, talked about it when we reviewed the uh, the banana beer from Untitled Art, um, but uh, not usually my thing. And if if I if I am digging it, it's usually my thing in very small doses. Um, that being said, I do think this is a really great offering from Tin Whiskers. Um, seeing them do a you know high abv barrel aged beer in a 750 very cool when you see that from small breweries um i'm gonna give it a 3.9 and i would say would buy would buy to share with somebody and would gift Mm -hmm. i think it would make a great birthday gift thing yeah I'm uh I'm gonna have to echo a lot of your same sentiments. I was getting, I mean, obviously like the the bourbon barrel aged that just hits you. It's got a real real good boozy bite in there. Um, nose is excellent and sweet, but the body isn't as sweet, albeit still being sweet, but not overbearing, which I appreciate because I still do like a little bit of sweetness. Um. Real rich, creamy, milk chocolate body, heavy full body, but like a lingering cocoa dark chocolate on the finish, which I thought was interesting. And what I think is throwing me off a little bit of this, if you just gave me this beer and didn't show me the bottle, I would never know that it was supposed to be a... I think it's 11%. Well, no, uh, like uh, a birthday cake pastry stout, first of all. Sure. So I, I 
don't think that they hit the mark when they were going for that. Um, I think if they wanted to go like more chocolate milk stout imperial route, then I could have got on board with that. But I'm not getting any birthday cake pastry flavors from it. Sure. Could be wrong, but that's just my my palate tasting it. So for that, um, where it stands, giving it a 3.7. I think it's solid. I would give. I would buy this to share with somebody that I think would enjoy this. Yeah, no, that's a that's a solid review from you, especially for a, a you know darker, heavier beer. So yeah, yeah uh, wins all around. I would say on that one. Uh, I don't know the availability of this one. Julian kind of hooked it up, so I you know this. I'm guessing this is a limited release beer. Um, but if you can find it, the uh, birthday cake imperial pastry stout from Tin Whiskers Brewing Company out of St. Paul. Give it a whirl. Yeah. All right. Also, well, sorry for missing that review, folks. <laughs> yeah, we're lacking, but we're going to get this thing back on the rails and, uh, yeah, talk some more beer in just a second here on Suds Buds. Awesome. We'll uh, we'll kind of get to know everyone here. I know I've met uh, Greg before a handful of times on the yeah. truck at Bald Man. That's me. And Jamie, it sounds like you're kind of the, the master chef behind the whole operation. Uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> well, judging by your credentials, I would call you the master chef behind the operation. <laughs> and uh, who's this other gentleman we got tonight? So I'm Mark. I'm uh, one of the other partners. So uh, my wife, Linda, and I, Jamie and Greg, we started the truck together. <laughs> nice. Welcome, Mark and Linda. Glad to have you. <laughs> Thanks. Nice to see you guys. And sometimes yeah. uh, if I'm not there, Mark is running the show at uh, your tap room too. Yeah, we usually try to split the duties between us. So I was there. Oh. I was just down at Ballman. Oh, the day you guys, uh, the day uh, Ballman uh, opened up Oktoberfest, we were, we were there. Nice. I was going to say, I was going to say, you look familiar, Mark. Yeah. I have one of those faces. If you've ever seen America's Most Wanted. <laughs> yeah. I've been on that a couple milk times. Cartons. Yeah, milk cartons. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, yeah, uh, Greg was kind enough to drop a couple of beverages off at our place this morning, which was much appreciated. Um, is there a specific one we want to start with tonight? Well, let's go with, uh, let's do the Lake Day, Day and then the Oktoberfest and end with the double because this is going to be the strongest one. I think that's a great call. Right on. Should we dive into that? Doing wine tastings with Jamie. There you go. Well, no pressure as far as like the the beer reviews go. That's not the most important part about this. The most important part is just kind of like getting to know you, figure out you know what Fuse is all about. I'm just super curious because um, there's a lot of food trucks that kind of have their their own thing that separates them. You know they specialize in a certain style of food or they have their own secret ingredient um i don't see a ton of trucks that have their featured ingredient be beer and i think that's like, <laughs> that's huge nowadays when we're looking at a state like minnesota alone that's got like 200 tap rooms so it's beer's just such an accessible ingredient i have to imagine for you guys uh when we first started we uh we were sitting around talking now we're We've known each other for a lot of years and, and we're kind of connected by dance. Our daughters 
dance competitively. And so we spent a lot of time with each other and, you know, we're sitting around talking and probably drinking beer and maybe a little bourbon or something. And uh, we said, you know, we should do something together. And so Greg and I kind of took off with it from there and looked into a couple different things. And um, we decided to enter a chili cook-off. And Jamie created two recipes. Uh, so I entered one and Greg entered the other one and they both had beer in them. So we thought we were on to something from there. And then uh, I think we won uh, first place in uh, People's Choice Award, something like that. So, and uh, from there we said, you know, if we're going to do something, we really need to tap into the, ca- the craft, brews, craft brew phase. You know, it was just exploding. This was back in 2017. So, uh, we set out, wrote a business plan, and we figured uh, our marketing would be uh, everything infused with beer. And That's uh, awesome. yeah, and so Jamie and Greg and Linda and I, we went to a bunch of food trucks. We went to a bunch of tap rooms. The research was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. I yeah. bet. And grueling too. I mean, just tough. imagine just have to sampling all these beers all the time. Twist my arm. It's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, and so then we decided we wanted to be chili based. Uh, so we, we were officially on the road in August of 2017. That was our first event with the truck. Um, now you wouldn't think chili would sell well in August, but we had a couple other side items like a Coney dog, uh, pretzels. I have a friend who owned the Bavarian pretzel company in South Carolina. So we get our pretzels uh, shipped up here from there. Very cool. Um, that's kind of how we started. And, I remember the first one, we were all on the truck and not knowing what to do. And <laughs> it was fun. We went to a couple tap rooms uh, to kind of go over our marketing program, and, and they all seemed to really like it. And then, you know, we have a featured beer cheese, too. So a lot of times, like this first beer we were trying, the Lake Day from uh, Omni, you know, we, we made beer cheese with this one numerous times. So very cool. Uh, and so, and Jamie can elaborate more on what flavor profiles go mm. better with what food products. Yeah. What could do you guys you, think of the Lake Day? It's, it's delicious. I mean, the name is fitting. I've, I've had a handful of Lake Days this summer. Wish I could have had more. Um, yeah. But this is a beer that would pair very well with that. Uh, yeah. Super light, crisp, easy drinking. I can see why it would be a a good one to maybe put into, you know, a beer cheese. And I'm interested to hear more from you, Jamie, too. Like what, which beers do pair well with uh, what styles of food and what ingredients? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we have um, a variety of beers that do well with different menu items. So something like our beer cheese, I want something that's got some flavor. Like this, the Lake Day has a nice flavor, but it's not like overpowering. It's not too hoppy. Mm-hmm. It's not too dark and intense. So it it's just got to be a good flavor, not too weak. Um, that will kind of bring out the flavor of the cheese. And there's a variety of cheeses in the cheese sauce. There, um, we add a little bit of like Worcestershire and some other things to amp it up a little bit but people love it and we use it on a lot of things so we want to make sure that it's it's good on a variety of things um 
But yeah, also with our chilies, I mean, we have a variety of different chilies. So I look for a different flavor profile kind of for each one. So like we have a one we call Voodoo Verde, mm-hmm. which is a chicken chili verde. One of my favorites. Uh, yes, which is a light, it's like a bright flavor. There's tomatillos and chilies and cilantro. So it's a very bright, flavorful chili in that way, but it needs a, a lighter sort of more acidic flavor. So like an IPA is great, not a not like a a super, super happy, strong one, but something that's just got a lot of brightness and a little bit of acidity and that sort of thing. And sure. then we've got um, like our Texas style chili, which we call Sneaky Heat, um, which is definitely, it's more of a Texas style chili, so it doesn't have any beans, it's just meat centric. So just a lot of steak and beef and um, that one I need something a little bit darker. So more of a dark ale kind of thing or something that's, you know, just kind of richer and deeper in flavor. Sure. Then we have like our redhead, which I hear that you like. I love it. You know, I, I don't do any red meat. I don't do beef or pork, but besides that, like I will eat, just about anything. I like gardening. I love fresh veggies. So it's like the voodoo verde um, and the redheaded step chili just because I do chicken and I love lots of fresh veggies. Those are always easy ones for me. Like just always taste good. Even on a hot day, like even in the summer, I'll, I'll grab one of those on a Sunday, just a small bowl and always hits the spot. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. So the redheaded step chili and also our like sort of main chili which is our defender of the north they both have a similar flavor profile but the defender of the north has got pork and beef in it and obviously the redhead is vegan so it's based on sweet potato and chickpeas and peppers and all sorts of good stuff but they both have a very similar flavor style in terms of the chili there's all there's a little bit of that like cinnamon allspice kind of flavor in there don't give them all the they're not gonna want us there <laughs> now are you brewing with sorry sorry go are you brewing with different beers uh at every different tap room that you go to or is it always consistent beers that you're uh cooking no. your food with yeah no good question we um we try to incorporate the beer from the tap room we're going to in at least a couple of our menu items. So, I mean, we can't do the whole menu, you mm. know, if we're going to Baldman, we can't do the whole menu in Baldman because a lot of our stuff has to be made in big quantities and made in right. advance. Um, but we'll try to always make sure there's at least a couple of things that will include the beer from the tap room that we're going to be at. So yeah, we get a lot of different varieties of things and um, yeah, and I can kind of make it work. You know, it, it might not be the perfect beer that I was looking for for that item, but I can mix and match and make it work. And so yeah, that's really that's a really fun part about what we do is, you know, Greg usually gets the, the beers from the tap rooms and he'll come home with this, this, and this. And they'll be like, okay, this is what I got. 
And then I can sit there and say, okay, well, this would be good with that, and this would be good in that, and this would be good in that, and, and we make it work. And it's great. It's, I mean, it's great for us because, A, we get free beer. Hello. Right. Can't <laughs> complain. Gotta and, love that. Yeah, and then we can promote, you know, the tap rooms, and they can promote us. And when we're on site, we can put on our menu board, you know, check out this item because it was infused with the beer that you're going to go in there and drink right now. So we'll, we'll, po and we'll post it too. So it's always posted yeah. for the weekend of the different fusings that we have. And so like today we have three different beers. If we went through all three of these tap rooms, we would say Lake Day in the beer cheese, uh, the Oktoberfest in whatever specific chili, and then even Brownie Bites have a, a dark sweet stout or porter beer that we use too so nice now and somebody who has a i would say a, a very like dumb palate i haven't tasted all the world's foods that are there out there to be tasted but how much difference can you see in one menu item with two different beers would you say i i think if if the beers were dramatically different, you would taste it. I think for the most part, I try to stick to a similar style. Mm -hmm, sure. So, I mean, honestly, I don't know that you're going to taste anything dramatically different because the amount of beer and so many other ingredients and everything. Right. So yeah, I just, I need to just make sure that we stick with a similar style. But I think people just enjoy the idea of it too. Just it's it's fun to know that oh hey I'm at Omni today and the Omni beer is in this thing and this thing and this thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's just a fun marketing thing. But you know, and I don't really have the most mature palate either. But there are times like I'll text Jamie and I go, I don't know what you did to the coney sauce, but it's awesome today. You know, nice. so it, you know, it could be. There was one time we made it with a. There was a pepper. Oh yeah, beer that, you know, a little jalapeno, and there was a little bit more of a kick to it. And I, and, Ooh, yeah. yeah, just I thought it was great, but it was just it's my new. But you know, we eat the food all the time, right? Yeah. So, um, but I can pick up little subtle differences every once in a while. But everything is pretty consistent, and we have a good following too. And yeah, when we switch over from our summer to our winter menu, there's people that are always asked, "Well, when are you going to bring this back?" or vice versa because we're getting ready in october to switch over to our chilies again and we'll get people saying god i really want the sammy's back it's like or or the barbecue team but you know it's uh, you got to keep it fresh as you know you gotta like you turn mm -hmm. the beers over you gotta gotta keep your menu fresh absolutely i think too that you know if you were to detect anything i think the beer cheese would have the most variants because we do like a pale ale from boom island versus a lake day mm -hmm pale ale is much deeper uh in color and it's also you know a little bit stronger i think too than than what this is too so if anything is going to be be that i can tell the difference in brownies sometimes if we brownies can be fun because sometimes we get stuff like a peanut butter porter or sure you know, oh yeah random, random beers which i'll just be like all right let's just throw that in there and it yeah. i put the I put it in the brownie and also in the chocolate ganache that goes over the brownie. So it's a kind of a double whammy of flavor when you get to that. So those can change a little bit in flavor for sure. 
That's one thing I've never tried from the truck is the brownie, but I'm going to have to try the brownie because that sounds fantastic. The way you just described that, like my stomach is rumbling. I don't even have a huge sweet tooth, but that just sounds phenomenal. I also do, we also, so it's the the brownie, which is made with um, Guinness or, you know, whatever, quarter stout. And then the ganache also. And then there's also a bourbon caramel, salted bourbon caramel that goes over the top. So they're they're pretty decadent. So we do use in um, a few of our menu items, we stray a little bit from the beer and we use vodka or bourbons. We use bourbon in the brownies. We use bourbon in the honey bourbon butter for our cornbread. And then we use vodka in our Bloody Mary ketchup and our Bloody Mary ranch. So. And the Bloody Mary ketchup is delicious. Like with the, the, the cheese curds. Yeah. Yeah. So good. (laughs) Try the curds with the Bloody Mary ranch. I like doing that. So. Okay. We do Bloody Mary ranch with our fried pickle chips now. So nice yeah you hear it here if you see uh fused it in front of your local brewery stop in there uh you know if you don't have time for a beer grab some food to go uh awesome people and they make some awesome food so oh yeah i would i would echo all those sentiments but uh yeah bringing it back to the beverage that we've got here in front of us right now the lake day session pale ale from omni um, usually on the show, we like to give, uh, our beers a little review on a five-star scale. Um, I'm a big pale ale guy. And if I had to give this a review, I'm probably putting it right at like a 4.3. It's super drinkable, <laughs> like yeah. great, great hot day beer. And also, um, I, I can see why, um, it would be one you'd want to cook with in a, in a beer cheese sauce it's not going to like discolor it or like make it brown it's not going to be super heavy no crazy um you know overpowering flavors yeah no it's just good crisp and light there's a lot of you're getting one flavor and one easy flavor and it honestly like the name it kind of reminds me of like accidentally drinking lake water but in the best way possible (laughs) (laughs) so on a nice clean lake i'm sure yeah exactly no well i actually grew up in maple grove so i'm familiar with the lakes and i don't know if drinking lake water from some of those lakes would be the best but they (laughs) they got a good one for this yeah no i you know it's a session it's clean super drinkable 4.0 i like it too i i'm like a pilsner kolsch guy so i like light crispy beers um and i like it i i it, it drinks well. I think it's nice and smooth. It's one that you just want to put in your cooler and you can sip on it all day long and really enjoy it. So now I'd, are, I'd go I'd, four. There four? You go. Nice. There you go. It is, it is one of their uh, featured beers. One of their, uh, you know, consistent, consistent season long beers. Oh. So they don't rotate them like some of the other fruity ones or you know, uh, collaborations that they may come up with too. So this is one of their anchor beers that they always have. And, and it's a high seller for them as well too. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, in the, uh, 4.25 range, I just don't know about a 4.3. Okay. I don't know where you oh get the boy. other, That's solid. The other half, half a percentage off of that. But. <laughs> I like it. I like it getting real exact there. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a beer that you folks find yourself uh, cooking with quite a bit? I would imagine that 
it would lend its hand, like we were just saying, to a lot of cooking very easily. Yeah, when it comes to beers we get from Omni, definitely we do. They also have a uh, sort of an amber ale called Shantytown. Nice. A lot. It's a little bit deeper, richer, you know, more of a red-ish. Brown ale. They call it a brown ale. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, when when I go to Omni, I usually end up getting like there when I'm working the truck and it's hot and it's like busy and you're crazy and then like day, I guess that's what I want. Oh yeah, no, totally. This is a, a great hot day beer. Yeah. Thanks for bringing this one over. I mean, this is, I've never tried this before and I've had a handful of beers from Omni. So this is a treat. Lime goes is excellence. One yeah. of my personal favorites. They make a great lime beer. Oh yeah. No, they, they've got it down. Omni does a great job. I still need to make it over to that tap room one of these days, but I'm yet to, yet to get in there. Yeah, it's one of our, uh, we call it kind of our home brewery because yeah. we're, from, we're all from Maple Grove. Nice. There are ones that we went to when we first started, talked about our marketing program, and, you know, they welcomed us. And we actually did our, uh, our, kickoff. Soft, our kickoff. Yeah, yeah our, our grand opening there. So it was a lot of fun. Very cool. I don't know if this is going to spark a little heat between us, but I actually grew up in Oriole, so Ooh, I don't know if I don't know if that's an issue for you folks or not. Well, you know, Omni's actually on that side of the tracks of Maple Grove, yeah. too, so I think we're okay. <laughs> Good deal. I was hoping we could remain friendly. I know there's a big rivalry yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> we have friends from over there. Sure. We're an equal opportunity truck. Everybody's welcome. So. <laughs> There we go. Nothing but love on the show. Well, good reviews all around for uh, Lake Day by Omni. Um, up next, you dropped off a fantastic Oktoberfest from Waconia Brewing Company. Yep. Now, Waconia, uh, we just started a relationship with them, and it's been working out really good. And, you know, it's a little bit of a drive out there, but it's been worth it ever <laughs> since. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously part of the business as well, too. And everybody's coming out with Oktoberfest now, right? So it's the season. Absolutely. It's a staple so, for a lot of breweries. You, you're almost behooved to kind of like, okay, here's a new featured beer. And, you know, being a Mars and uh, everybody's going to do it. A little bit different flavor, you know, between them all. But um, that would be, you know, something we would use in maybe our darker chilies, I guess. You know, you can give it a shot. Maybe beer cheese too. I mean, yeah, you can do that. I mean, it's not. For sure, I would use this one in the redhead um, step chili because it's got a little more. It's a wee bit sweet and a little more richness and depth of flavor. Or our Defender of the North, which is our uh, sort of our standard. So yeah. More traditional. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm learning things, but that makes yeah. sense because it's like a little bit sweeter beer would maybe pair with that little bit of sweetness you'd get from the, the sweet potato. And, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's light body, but I'm still getting those like caramel and malty notes from it too. So I could, I could see how that added flavor profile would lend itself to some, uh, some other recipes. Yep. And do you, Oktoberfest are typically malty, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, correct. definitely. Do you guys pick up a little chocolate? Yeah, out of it. Chocolate or nut? Yeah, more. I You're definitely on the right track. I was thinking uh, nut and like the going back to the caramel. I think those those flavors kind of can blend the lines at some points. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely picking up that just kind of like, uh, just almost like a light, light, light candy sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's tasty. I always look forward to Oktoberfest this time of the year when it starts getting a little colder. It's just, yeah, it's a nice autumn beer to have on the weekend. It, it doesn't have pumpkin in it. Fine, fine. Yeah. <laughs> and it comes out earlier every year. I think this was actually released in August. So, I mean, when it was still 100 degrees. Just out. like pumpkin yeah. spice latte. Right. Earlier every right. year. <laughs> oh, my God. You mentioned the pumpkin. What are your thoughts on pumpkin beers? So, I really like this beer. <laughs> <laughs> have, we, I, have I had any? I don't know. I think there's a few guys who throw a pumpkin beer out there, but... I'm just trying to go. I, I can't think of anybody off the top of my mind. That, uh, I'm not an overly pumpkin fan, so I don't sure. like lattes or, yeah. you know, I, I like pumpkin pie. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. That's <laughs> delicious. Always delicious. Yeah, but not, uh, not in my beers, but I don't know about you guys. Well, I'm glad you brought up pumpkin pie because I wanted to bring it kind of back to that, uh, the track of food a little bit. Jamie, it sounds like you've got quite a, uh, a track record in the food industry before, fused kind of came to be i know uh greg sent me kind of a little uh bio on on the brand and on you which we always appreciate it when our our guests do that because it kind of gives us a way to to get to know you a little bit but uh sounds like you've done some some cooking shows some competitions maybe been on some cooking magazine covers yeah i <laughs> you've done a lot of stuff yeah, I started, where do you yeah, start entering recipe contests back in like the late 90s and um yeah it's been kind of a crazy ride i've i've won a bunch of um contests we've greg and i have been lucky enough to be able to travel all around the states and even internationally a little bit uh, as a finalist in recipe contests i was on um live with regis and kelly i got to cook Green bean casserole with Regis. I was on Rachel, the Rachel Ray show, um, a bunch of Food Network shows. That's amazing. So, yeah. yeah it, I mean, it just started as a hobby. I wasn't working in food really at the time. Um, so it just started as a hobby and I ended up, I wrote a cookbook while I was just taking some time off when our daughter was really little. Um, yeah. And now I, I cook at a restaurant up in Anoka a few days a week and when I'm not cooking for the truck. And then. I imagine the process of writing down a cookbook being a very long and arduous process. Like you have to, I don't know how many, what's the typical, how many recipes are in a typical cookbook? Like 50? I, I don't, I have no idea. <laughs> I think mine has 300 and something. But, oh, I don't know. but a lot of stuff I had already done from contests. So I kind of had like this big bank and I thought, well, I have all these recipes and it's this giant bank of recipes and maybe I can somehow formulate it into a fun topic and a fun, interesting cookbook. And yeah, I don't know. I don't, I know. I see if I look back at it, it seems really daunting at the time. It was, I guess it was just one day at a time and I just started doing it. And I actually never even thought it would be published. I just kind of did it, stuck it in a binder. Um, our daughter was born and I kind of forgot about it cause I got so busy and out of the blue, I got a call from a publisher one day and he said, yeah, this looks kind of cool. Let's, let's do this. I'm like, all right. 
That's well, congratulations. Um, I'm curious, is that something that's uh, still in print or is there somewhere people can find yeah. that? <laughs> I think it is. It's, I think it's still available on Amazon. It's called Make It Your Own Recipes and Inspirations for the Creative Cook. And yes, no, I, I mean, it, it was oh, quite a while ago. It was oh, over 10 years ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's still out there. It's not in reprint at all. So, you know, I don't know. Good luck. Thank I'll you. make sure I get you a book <laughs> next time we're down there. Yeah. And, I <laughs> and and I will, I will say that she coined the phrase, make it your own before make it your own was really cool by other people. So before um, American Idol, yeah. American Idol started saying, make it your own all the time. I'm like, I said that. You did it first. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Love and, it. Uh, and, and, you know, she, she did a contest uh, that Guy Fieri was a judge for, one of the early Food Network deals. And, and so fortunate to snag a picture. But ever since then, every now and then I try to email his publishing house. And then I met a guy a couple weeks ago. He says, oh, I got a friend of mine who works for Guy Fieri. He goes, well, here's my card. Tell him that. Get him on the truck so he can take a big bite, you know, and that'd be and awesome. It up a little bit, you know, and and because you know it's a, our, of our concept and and just a past relationship with Jamie, you know. So we'll see if that happens. It'll be great if it does. Well, yeah, let's hope so. It'd be a great connection to have. Was there one recipe from back in those days that you can remember, Jamie, that just really? ignited the fuel to want to keep pursuing the food thing and you know bring you to where you are now there's this one that you mm -hmm. really love oh that's a good question um maybe i did a recipe contest for sutter home vineyards they did a, a build a better burger contest it went on for many 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 years they stopped unfortunately they stopped doing it a few years ago but um I won that contest and I won 20 grand, which was not so bad. And um, it was a tuna burger. Right? So I made a ahi tuna burger, not like canned tuna, but ahi tuna burger <laughs> with Maui Maui salsa, which <laughs> at the time got a few little, mm, are you sure you want to call it that? But I did. And it was fine. Um, so that was one of my early days things. And it was a winner and it was creative and different and you know people you say burger and people think beef or mm -hmm. turkey or pork or whatever and so that was probably one of the ones that made made me think okay if i can win 20 grand with a tuna burger i can create some stuff that's interesting and different and it doesn't have to necessarily follow the pattern of what people expect so, I don't know. I guess that, that would probably be my first spot. Right on. I mean, that, that amazed me. I've never heard of a burger made of tuna. So, it I can see why delicious. that would Oh, my gosh. I want one. Yeah, that sounds unreal. It's in the book. It's in the book. It's in the book. There, so you go. there we go. That's the funny thing. When you come over to Jamie's and, you know, she does host quite a few dinner parties. And, obviously, the four of us eat together a lot. You know, we'll have something and we'll say, Jamie, can we get the recipe? She goes, it's in the book. <laughs> so we <laughs> so all have our copies of the book. And I was going to say, everyone should just have a signed copy by now. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, something we, uh, we sometimes talk to our guests on the show about is uh, different beers for different occasions. Because, you know, a lot like food, um, 
beer can really enhance a conversation. A bottle of wine can enhance a conversation. Pairs you know, well with a lot of things. A great meal on a great date can really enhance a conversation. Um, if I was to have like a little socially distance fall get together, a little barbecue. <laughs> What would you recommend, like, three menu items to put on that autumn menu and maybe, like, a drink pairing? Oh, good Lord. If you just had to go, like, uh, right you know. Right off the top of your head, rapid fire. Chop style, you know, off the cuff. But you've got any ingredients you want. Seriously chopped right here. So. I know. <laughs> I talk about jade sauce. I don't oh, I love it. She makes a sauce I, called jade sauce. Here's so. the pumpkin appetizer. In the oh yeah, jade sauce. I um, I don't know. I mean, like, kind of the first thing that comes to mind for me would be pork tenderloin, just because it's easy to cook and you can flavor it in so many ways, and you can slap it on the grill and don't overcook it and <laughs> slice it up and serve it with any number of different types of like salsas or toppings. Um. I don't know. This is a difficult question. <laughs> Mark likes my jade sauce. It's kind of more summery than fall, but it's like a cilantro mint pesto, basically, with a little Ooh, that sounds real tasty flavor, which is really good. Um, Yum. You made those squash things once oh, for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and also Linda had mentioned the mm-hmm. pumpkin, the stuffed that pumpkin, stuffed pumpkin, pumpkin yeah. for oh. fall. Um, you kind of like hollow out a pumpkin and stuff it with all kinds of cheese and cubed up bread and a little bit of like cream or something to make it moist and herbs and just throw it in the oven and let it cook for a really long time and then you scoop it out and slap it on bread so you get a little bit of the pumpkin and the cheese and the bread and the herbs and just slap it on a baguette slice as an appetizer. That's Yum. One. And that would be like amazing with like what we're having right now with this, Mar- is it Marzen? Marzen, yeah. 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 Like, uh, some sort of like a, an amber style ale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be, Oktoberfest would be really good. Oh, you got me inspired. That sounds delicious. I got some ideas to go off of now. So thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I think, you know, and when it comes to pairing and matching, you know, just like people get overwhelmed by the amount of wines that are out there and how do you pair a wine with a food if you don't sample Mm -hmm. enough of them? Right. You got to sample a lot of the beers out there and, you know, sure. We have friends who are, you know, just get Coors Light by the 35 pack. So, yep. you know, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, how you convert them over sometimes, you know, is the hardest part or get them to, to flavor profile something, you know? Right. It is tough. But, you know, there are beers out there now, like the 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 Lake Day or this Oktoberfest, like what we're drinking now, where I think it's... Easy uh, entry point. Yeah. It's, it's craft beers uh, getting more accessible to people, I think, as the years go by. It's not all just... Um, you know hops when people think of craft beer now it's not just ipas um and i think that's kind of cool for me to now see like uh a time where my grandpa was like having a craft beer you know like at a family reunion like drinking a blonde ale and like 10 years ago would have never happened like he would have never had anything other than like mick ultra in his hand you know but (laughs) he doesn't know the difference like he 
if anything, he thinks it's really cool because he can support, you know, his, his grandson's local business. So it's, it's pretty sweet to see that kind of transformation. Yeah, um, it is awesome. We see a lot of different, you know, going from tap room to tap room. We see a lot, you know, with the sours, the saisons, but then, you know, mixing things with berries and, you know, all kinds of fruit and, you know, there, there, there's a lot of creativity going on up there right now. You know, and it's not just, uh, you know, the, like you said, the IPAs, the double IPAs, and then there's wet hops and dry hops and mm-hmm. smashed hops and, you know, doubles and triples and the Belgian style and stuff. So, I mean, there's just, I think we live in a great area for a lot of different, very unique craft beers. Oh, yeah. I mean, where, uh, where's Hammerheart's location? It's just a little bit north of them. I'm forgetting um hammerheart i'm drawing a blank it's not richfield um we've been right in that area they have omni and maple grove they have invictus and blaine anoka i know there's uh someplace like it just seems like craft beer is everywhere any corner you look now there's there's a good brewery you can go to and especially in the north suburbs of minneapolis which is great yeah yeah elm creek just opened up in champlain so that's just there's another one and i think we're going to be enjoying uh an elm creek here yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. A little bit. <laughs> but I'm excited about that one. I've never tried anything from Elm Creek, so as soon as I saw that at my doorstep, I was like, whoo, this is going to be yeah, an interesting one. Cool. Elm Creek trails were trails I used to bike on a lot when I was a, a, a wee little lad, so they have a, a big name to live up to. <laughs> well, and what's great about it, they reached out to Mark here first, us, and they've been to some of the other tap rooms and had us, and um, I don't know. When did we start with them? Like, in- yeah, we were like one of their first couple trucks. So, uh, right off, right. They actually opened and we were there and then they called us and canceled like two events because they had to close cause they ran out of beer. So and then they had to, yeah, they had to build production up and then, then reopen. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, some of that had to do with the whole COVID situation. Mm. People, they had just let people go back out. So everybody's wanted to, to get out, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, they're, they're doing a pretty good job over there. It's, uh, and they have a really good, a good setup for food trucks. And we always look for that too, at different tap rooms, you know, is it easy to park? Is it, you know, accessible to the customers and stuff? So, uh, they do a good job over there. Yeah, no, good to hear that. I'm always interested to, to kind of hear feedback from, from, uh, food trucks on things like you said, just kind of like ease of access, you know, accessibility. Um, you know, we at Baldman always try to, you know, square off like yeah. four or five parking spaces. So our- yeah, something we take for granted too, because we never think about having to drive that big old truck into, you know, a few little <laughs> parking spots. Right. So. Yeah. Well, for the first couple of years, we didn't have a horn that worked and it was a good mm. thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we would just say wave and like us on Facebook. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. The bad thing is it's hard to stop it doesn't stop and you got this oil sloshing around in the back and you get all the all your supplies in the fridge you know hoping they don't pop out which they've done on occasion <laughs> yeah. oh, geez. oh i didn't even think of that i, I bet can't there's imagine. been some horror stories with that oh for sure <laughs> <laughs> greg was driving down the road one day and he didn't lock the side window the serving window and all of a sudden, it just popped open, just got, you know, a change of air pressure, and things are flying out the side of the window. Oh, no. <laughs> and you're coming home, and it's dark, and you got to pull over, and you can't stop on a dime. But, 
you know, there's, uh, there's those things, but oh, yeah. meeting the people and uh, just being at the tap rooms, we don't do very many lunch crowds. We don't do downtown Minneapolis. We'll do corporate events, but our heart and soul is at the tap room. So we really appreciate you guys. Oh, thanks. And likewise. Yeah. Like I said, it's a two way street and uh, always been super pleasant people to deal with, which is phenomenal because that is not always the case. We have come to find out. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say for the most part, you know, it's uh, it is a pretty beautiful kind of give and take. And I would say 9.9% of the food trucks out of 10 that we deal with are always a pleasure, really sweet. And it's a cool kind of give and take promotion thing. So that we appreciate it. I, I think it's a good combination and that's really kind of what we're going for. And that's what it was really kind of all about. So. That's all part of the initial concept. And when we went to other uh, food trucks out there and what's missing, what wasn't there. And thus yeah. we came up with the chilies, but who was really promoting the tap rooms and the breweries? Nobody mm-hmm. was really promoting you guys in addition to that. And so now we've built up a little bit of a following and we'll see guys show up in different parts of town that, what are you doing here? Like we were in Waconia. We had some friends show up from Waconia, uh, from Minnetonka. And then we, yeah. you know, our followers down in the south show up in the north. You know, so it's kind of cool and it pollinates, cross-pollinates everybody. So, Expanding the brand. You got to love yeah. that. Well, uh, taking it back to what we just finished up here, we just uh, wrapped up drinking the waconia brewing company oktoberfest which i gotta say delicious perfect night for it um i might be a little biased because oktoberfest is one of my favorite styles of beers it is growing on me as well brother i gotta say yeah there's there's this running theme on the show that usually if we're re-pouring the beers it means it's a good sign and uh <laughs> I find myself <laughs> dabbling back in with this crawler, and it's a good one. Whoever picked this definitely picked a winner, so we appreciate you folks. Wow, okay. Well, thank uh, Waconia for that one because, it's, again, they just released it themselves. And um, I'm still, you know, maybe a little bit, uh, I don't want to say sweet for me, but it's, I, I prefer more of an English ale or a browner ale over mm-hmm. this type of ale. Sure. So, you know, yeah, I'm going to be in the three. I don't category. know. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a beer for everyone. You know, that's what this is about it's it's honest reviews. We love all breweries. You know, yeah. <laughs> we're not out here to knock anyone. We just kind of, you know, tell people what we taste. So, um, sure. yeah, no, I I kind of agree with you, Jamie. Um, I I also like it. This is one of the better Oktoberfests I've had this fall, and I've had a few of them. Um, I'm putting at it like a 4.6. Yeah, real strong. Oh, wow. Wow, okay. That is a strong score. I think for me, <laughs> it's very light-bodied, and but deceptively flavorful, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. I, I got a little bit out of that that session too. Super light-bodied, tasted like lake water, but in a good way. <laughs> but this, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good, not overly sweet for me, but just sweet enough and good caramel malty notes. 4.2 on the Mars and from Waconia. Also strong. Nice. Mark? That, I, would, I would go with a, with a four. Um, still sticking at that, that four. four. Yeah, I mean, I, for me, it, it's um, very flavorful. It was, almost, it was almost to one side. 
for me, like I'll have one or two of those where mm -hmm. like the late day I could have six or seven. Yeah, sure. If, you know, if I'm not driving the truck, right? <laughs> you know, but uh, but then again, you know, it's the the weather's turning, and I think that does play a big hand in in what you're enjoying at the time. So, but yeah, it's still a good solid four, and uh, definitely will enjoy it when I'm at Waconia again. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, I think tell you what, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take just a short little break, and then we will come right back with a belgian double ale with our final review with uh the fine folks over at fused craft brewed eats well uh we just uh, cracked our final one here from uh elm creek brewing uh the granted belgian double that we are enjoying with uh greg jamie mark and linda from the fused craft eats family so uh yeah what do we think of this beer how does this kind of fit into your recipes i don't think we really cook with this one yet i mean it's we we've no, had i have we've had it a couple of times yeah no we've i mean i think this is it. a pretty well this is a pretty versatile one, I would say, because it's it's got that richness of like the Oktoberfest style, the amber ale, whatever style. I'm not very good with my beer verbiage. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. But um, yeah, it's it's you know, it's not too hoppy, it's not light, but it's not too intense and dark. So I feel like this I could use this in a lot of different things for sure in the redheaded step chili and the defender of the north um the uh, for our double whammy sammies in the summer i could certainly use it in that um our mustard sauce it would be great i, I always look for something that's a little bit flavorful and has a hint of a sweetness or a carameliness or something like that but yeah, I mean, I feel like this could be used in a lot of different things. Nice. Yeah, oh, it's delicious. Yeah, tasty. Hey, uh, There's not too many tap rooms that have double out there that I've right. noticed. You know, oh, you're right. You're right. Island, um, would be the only one that I can think of off the top of my head, unless Mark, you can think of another one, but... Oh, it just kind of seems like uh, triples and uh, quads are more of the the style and just straight up Belgian strong ales. Those seem to me like the styles that are the most popular. Not too many doubles. Yeah, and also it just seems like not locally. It's not a ton of Minnesota breweries that are specializing in the the Belgian style of beer. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some, like you mentioned, uh, uh, Boom Island, which I think is in, yeah. they Boom move to Minnetonka now. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, you know, it's that's uh, traditionally it seems like that's a beer that people buy, you know, imported European. But uh, I think slowly we'll start to see more of those styles pop up in the Midwest as time goes on. Let's hope so. That Belgian yeast is, ooh, that's a good funk. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good funk. Well, there you go. It. Uh, you know, it's 8%, I believe. Is that what the alcohol is on this one? And a deceiving 8%, yes. I will say. Um, yeah. Was, yeah, blind taste test, I would not put it at that. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I think I was expecting something sweeter too. And it's just, uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it's pretty balanced. Yeah. 
Um, one of their anchors, I, I think it's one of their anchor beers as well, because it was on, right when we came in there was on was on their list right away too. So, um, you know, the other doubles that we've, I don't think we cooked with the other double before, but you know, I could be mistaken, but um, I don't know. They don't do triples or quads, so they only do the double at Elm Creek. Unlike Boom Island, they go up to the quads. Pretty strong. Pretty, pretty strong, strong stuff indeed. That's a good beer, fresh out of the gate, brand new tap room. I think that's a, it's a good undertaking for them to be able to, to produce this. You know, I like it. It's, uh, it's smooth. I think their brewer actually had done this before with them another brewery before so that's i'm not sure i don't i don't know the whole story about the bio on these guys but um i do recall something about that but um how many master brewers can there be oh my gosh i know no you're you're totally right like it seems like there's a new uh brewery popping up every week it's it's definitely yeah covid hasn't helped but uh well and with so many big name brewers jumping ship and going to different breweries all the time it's uh there's a little bit of a, a blending but while still retaining style and i think there's a, a beautiful balance that's being happening right now in the brewery scene yeah i no, think there's, you can even study it at wisconsin stout now i believe it's part of their hospitality really a, there's they're having courses in in brewing and fermenting and um you know they are putting out guys who have maybe like an uh second degree or something like that dealing with brew mastering so hmm. well it's, 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 it's so ironic right. that a Sounds stout right. gives a stout. degree in you know brewing so. no kidding <laughs> in Wisconsin. yeah i love that who would have thought that's that's incredible but i suppose it's got to be brilliant <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> I, I suppose it's kind of got to be like uh culinary though in in a lot of ways um i mean uh you know just as restaurants are are popping up all the time you know so are breweries and you know just like there's a, a personality um like you all behind behind the food um we're also seeing that same type of thing and that explosion in the beer world um so yeah it's really cool that it's it is creating jobs um and like i said unfortunately covid's hurt everyone um but it's been interesting to kind of hear things different breweries have done to get creative in these difficult times. Um, is there anything Fused kind of did during the that shutdown period when all the tap rooms were closed during, you know, from like March through uh, till June? How did that kind of affect you? Uh, well, it, it definitely hurt us. Um, you know, we had a lot of bookings. Uh, we usually start right up, uh, right at St. Patrick's Day. We take January, February off, and really St. Patrick's Day is our big kickoff for, for the food truck season. Um, so the day before uh, we had this, the everything got shut down. We had this really big event in St. Louis Park that we were going to be doing this shamrock bowling thing for St. Patrick's Day, and that got shut down. And then everything just kind of from there collapsed. Uh, so, uh, I fortunately had a relationship with, uh, John Farrell III, who owns Haskell's in Maple Grove. So oh, cool. I up and I just said, John, you know, would you mind if we just parked the truck out in front 
you know, Saturday or Sunday and, and, you know, just open up and he goes, yeah, absolutely. Come on in. So it was a very good partnership and I'm thankful and grateful that they let us do that because it kind of kept our head above water at the time. And, you know, it kept the lights on, it kept our, the inventory going, um, you know, had a little bit of money coming in and kept getting our name out. And I will tell you that we got a tremendous amount of support from eat local uh, so we would, in promoting small businesses at the time. And so we would get a lot of people, we were seeing people tailgate out in the parking lot, um, and, you know, socially distance, of course, and, you know, uh, just enjoying some food and, and getting some type of social activity out there, especially during the heart of it. So, uh, sure. we're grateful for those guys to be able to do that. And, and it really, it, it, it kept us going and, you know, uh, then once it opened up and we're, we're starting to see more and more people coming out and going to the tap rooms and, you know, everybody's working different type of scenarios. Some of them, you know, you can only go for 90 minutes. Some of them, you know, uh, you just need a reservation. Some are taking walk-ins, but, um, we're starting to see it pick up, but, uh, we're very, very grateful for Haskell's field to, to do that. That's awesome. <laughs> And what a cool way to uh, to get creative, um, you know, doing the whole kind of posting up outside of, outside of a liquor store. I mean, that's yeah. genius. Liquor sales were way yeah. up. So. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> can't, and, uh, can't find uh, a better spot. Maple Grove is connected to Target, too. So it was basically Target Maple Grove parking lot. So that was nice. Yeah, so we got a lot of things, and, and they were Target was very supportive of us being there too. They would come over and grab lunch or whatever. So, uh, so yeah, it was that's that's what kept us going. Some people completely shut down, others set up in rest areas on the highway for truck drivers. So, a lot of trucks had to be creative at that point in time. And unfortunately, we lost a lot of trucks too. A lot of them didn't make it and just shut down or sold their trucks or closed their kitchen and you know which is it's always disappointing to see greg and i sit on the uh, the board for the minnesota food truck association um so we see a lot of this stuff happening and uh you know we were actually deemed a uh, an essential business even though we couldn't socially gather anywhere so you know we very little assistance we got very little assistance from small business loans or anything like that so a lot of people are just scratching um but you know fortunately i think uh keeping things local having the connections with the tap room for us and, and having that with haskell's uh you know continue to help us grow and and maintain our our, our following well i'm happy for you i'm happy that uh fuse is still rolling still making the rounds <laughs> Showing up no in tap rooms, <laughs> making people happy. Yeah, we've got lots of bookings. Um, and just another tag is that you know, we ended up doing block parties this year. Which oh, that was the other thing, more, yeah, more than what we've ever done before, just because of that. Is my real quick side story, and I won't dominate, but it's uh, my, my daughter turned 16, and uh, we had the truck at our house. Uh, because of everything that was going on downtown Minneapolis. And we just said, why don't we just open the truck up to the neighborhood? And so I pulled up in front of my house, I popped the thing up and, and my daughter's friends had their dinner off the truck and I opened it to the neighborhood. And next thing I know, I had a hundred people on my lawn. <laughs> it was crazy. We ran out of food in like an hour and a half. We were it so was, under 
prepared for a yeah, lot like, to happen. Yeah. So then I just, uh, we, we called some other uh, homeowners associations and we parked there. And, and so we did that as well. That's so cool. I bet you're the popular house on the block now. Yeah. Are people like knocking on your door for chili? They <laughs> <figured> <laughs> I want my they're definitely yeah. asking, when are we going to do it again? Yeah, there's a few that got shut out because we ran out of food. Yeah. So like, oh those knocks God. aren't very nice. But no. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Well, I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear people kind of finding that uh, that silver lining in, in all this weird stuff we're dealing with and, you know, finding a way to, to safely remain in business. So I'm happy for you. Very happy for you. Yeah. What's fun about it too is the thing that also keeps us going is there's always there's always new beers out there too, and there's always hey there you go and um, you know for wherever we go to you know like Elm Creek started this year it's turning out to be pretty pretty good relationship with us and and their beers are good to cook with so that's part of it too so well, we love Sunday bingos at Bald Man yeah. I know it's been tough not having those. It's been uh it's bingo's a tough activity to uh to maintain uh amidst yeah. these times operating at minimum capacity. Unfortunately, you know, for the time being, Baldman has kind of put the the bingos on a hiatus, but they will be back eventually. We don't know when, but uh you know, we still have uh pull tabs there at the bar which go towards the uh the egan lions club but unfortunately for the time being no sunday bingo but yeah, yeah. i think it's going to be interesting now i mean obviously we have a really cold snap after a really hot snap or, you know hot weather yeah it's gonna get nicer but when you start talking about november and october or november december people don't like eating outside <laughs> so right or they're standing outside. So that's going to create a new dynamic that we're going to have to deal with when the time comes. Because there's going to be less seating inside if everybody has to keep their distance. Right. No, 100%. Less volume for the brewery and, mm-hmm. and selective seating. And, and that means less people that you can serve to. Unless they go to like Mark says, you get an hour and a half reservation. So you got to turn, got to turn them so everybody gets a shot. Just another place to start trying to innovate, I guess, and be creative again. Use the brain. Yeah. Strange yeah. times indeed, but fortunately we've got uh, warm food and, and cold beer to, uh, to get us through and, and remedy it. So, but yeah, I'm, we were blessed with some fantastic beers tonight. I thank you guys again for dropping off the ones you did. Um, great variety, which I think is something we always try to to fit in on the show is not just doesn't to, happen always it doesn't happen always but it is nice when we can try like three very different styles different styles what are you giving this one if you had to areas <laughs> yeah and different areas yeah it's champlain and Waconia. <laughs> it's uh i feel a little tough that you let off with me on this one because there was a lot of very good resounding reviews on this beer so far or a good sentiment so far um i'm really disliking it you're disliking it yeah i'm uh it might just be like a belgian double thing that i need to get used to but it sounds like one or it, it tastes like when i sip on it i'm just tasting a copper penny sure and that's something i'm not digging i don't know if that's my ignorance in my own palate on belgian doubles or if that was a brewing mistake or something that they were going for 
uh, I would need to be enlightened a little bit more on the style, I feel like. Sure. And so for that reason, I'm giving this beer a 2.1. 2.1. You know, that's... Well, it's better than a 2.0. It's it, better yeah. than a 2.0. And <laughs> Jamie's always with the silver lining, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it. I, I'm not putting it that low. I definitely thought it was tasty. I liked the fact that it was it was 8%, but it wasn't like smack you in the face boozy. It wasn't just like, and it wasn't sugary sweet. Mm. It was something where... You know, I could sit back and, and sip a little tw- 10, 12 ounce gu- uh, glass of it and be be good. You know, yeah. I'm not going to be like chewing on it. There's some of those Belgian beers where they just get so heavy and so, yeah, um, yeah just sugary. And I wasn't getting that from yeah. this. So. I will say those were a couple of the notes that I did like that I, I probably should have touched on that it, it really is deceitful. Like you don't yeah. taste the booze right away. And it is, it does have a light clean body to it but there's just something about that copper penny that i just can't i can't let go yeah i mean different people have different palates it's kind of like uh you know i'm sure jamie you've heard the same thing in the cooking world like some people taste like soap with cilantro you know it's yeah it's yeah i don't know to each their own um i enjoyed it i would drink it again i would buy it i'm putting it at a four point oh yeah four oh i like that i said the metallic in it too a little bit um i kind of like belgians though um i don't like so much the the quad but i just go back to like when i first tried a belgian um many years ago i think it was like trappist or whatever it was today sure you know <laughs> and you know the first time you have that it kind of jumps you back a little bit because you don't know <laughs> what to expect a little bit but um uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if I go quite a four. I'd go into the upper threes. I like it, but I like other ones better. So, still like a strong it. score. Yep, yeah, I'm going solid three point eight. <laughs> three point eight. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Is uh is Belgian a style that you yourself really like, Mark, or kind of what? I guess what do you kind of gravitate towards? Yeah, so I'm a I'm a lighter beer guy. Um, like I like Kolsch's, I like Pilsners, mm. um, Goldens. Um, so that that's kind of the the style I really gravitate towards. But um, I've I've had some experience with Belgians, and I like it because I, I like the alcohol content too. If they're done right, it's not so overbearing. Um, <laughs> But so I, I really enjoy Boom Island's beers. There, there's not one that I, that I don't think I didn't like. So this one, uh, this one was good. So I liked it at a, a 3.8. But um, at the end of the day, every once in a while, I have a porter. Um, Dangerous Man's peanut butter porter is that is like that's a dessert in a glass. I like, I like going over there and getting one of those. So absolutely, you know, and and you know, not a big stout guy, but. Um, you know, the, I, I do like Belgian style. So. Nice. Yeah, it's a different it's a different style of beer, that's for sure, with the Belgian yeast. It just with that uh the fruity esters that come off it, it's it's different if you've never had something from Belgium before. So I get it. 
I think it kind of stays with you a little bit too. With Belgians, I get a much more of an aftertaste. Yes, totally. I, I think it just kind of stays with you. And some people don't like that. They they like the clean finish versus the lingering, you know, uh, taste. No, that's a great note. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a style that I'm kind of coming around to. It's not something I was well versed in a few years ago, but I've had the uh, the uh, the the pleasure of trying a handful of really tasty Belgians. Yeah, this we have year. Uh, quite a few in our backyard. Yeah, nice. there's no shortage of them. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's been great uh, hanging out with you tonight, drinking some beers, talking food. Um, yeah, tonight's a better Tuesday night. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. We appreciate it. We enjoy doing this. And I'm looking forward to your chili. Like you got my stomach rumbling. So I'm excited for the next time I see uh, the, the fuse truck outside of bald man. I'm going to have to get some for my shift and some to go. So. Right. Exactly. And, and uh, keep us on Facebook. You know, that's where we have most of our publicity and, and uh, this weekend we're at uh, Unmapped. Uh, Unmapped on Friday. We're at Elm Creek on, on no, Thursday. Thursday. Elm Creek on Thursday, and we're at Unmapped on Friday. And then there's little flexibility in our calendar. Uh, we're actually going to weekend. Yeah, I mean, our, our plan is we're going to be out in Delano at an apple orchard with uh, yeah, Tim Mahoney. Right? Tim Mahoney. So partying down <laughs> oh beautiful well yeah if you're listening to this uh thursday right now check that out that sounds like a blast what a great autumn activity yeah it's supposed to be nice out too this weekend so it'll be worth it so good vibe then, all around jamie's book make it your own <laughs> there we go we there found a go. copy podcast greg it's not <laughs> <visual>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys can see through your radio right now your it's a book cover <laughs> oh october 4th we are back at bald man so oh and you know what october 4th that's uh that's our first weekend with our chilies so you know we're we're, we're, we're chilies back is in full swing October 4th, Ballman Brewery. Come on out, see us. Get some... Uh, blurry? Blurry. Somebody's <laughs> been drinking. Yeah. Ecstatic. <laughs> yeah. Damn Belgian. <laughs> no shortage of good stuff to check out on your end. We're talking apple orchards. We're talking new chilies. We're talking cookbooks. Yeah. Be Sounds sure to... Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Uh, fused, craft brewed, eats check them out at your local tap room uh big thank you to greg jamie mark and linda for joining us on the show tonight and uh cheers and until next time right on. Thank, you, thank you guys so much it was a lot of fun can't thank wait you. uh can't wait to talk to you guys again soon likewise appreciate Great. it guys bye bye
I don't know if you could tell Dustin's been having a little bit of a tough time pouring the crawlers. Tonight. I can't pour crawlers. <laughs> Somebody needs to come up with an innovation on these crawlers that's dusty proof. They do drip, so for sure. <laughs> Thank I you. I'm not the only one. Like one of the tap rooms said, like right, they wrote it right on their crawler that they said the first pour when you first open it, you should go backward instead oh. of like pouring. That way, and I don't remember what tap room it was that said that, but I read it on the label. I'm like, all right, interesting. It sounds like science to me. So it's like to right. go instead of go this way to go this way. This way. Oh, really? interesting. I don't, I don't know. I, I can't say I tried it. I just read it. On our next episode, how do you pour a crawler <laughs> or a growler? <laughs> We can do like a whole uh, science segment, like a Bill Nye segment yeah. or something yeah. on the show. We got we got two bartenders here. We can't pour a damn here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's time to rethink my position. Where the hell's the tap? <laughs> yeah.